there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney with Peter Grant and Craig Moore, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Well, what a week this is going to be, culminating in a cup, well, two cup semi finals Saturday, Inverness against Falkirk, and then Sunday. It's Rangers against Celtic. Well, at the weekend, both Celtic and Rangers drop points. Celtic drawing at home. Rangers losing at Petaudry. Rangers, that's the first time failing to score under Michael Beale. And Celtic's first domestic points dropped at home. So, have Rangers players now got all their attention on the Cup semi-final? And for Celtic, is it now the treble very much in sight? We've got Craig here, as I mentioned, just back from Oz. Just back from Oz. You like the 10? Yeah, you, well, you brought the weather, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Peter Grant, Peter, looking forward to this week. Can't wait. Just wish you were involved. <laughs> it all roads yeah. that it must be for you. You both played in so many of them. Peter, at the weekend then, what did you think? You, did, you were at the Celtic game. Yep. Were you surprised that Celtic dropped points at home? Of course, yeah. Anytime Celtic dropped points, home or away, I'm surprised, to be perfectly honest with you, because I said to you, they're the strongest team in the division. I've said that for months, said it from the start of the season actually, and that's been proven. When they dropped points, you're surprised. There are a lot of chances to win the game, but Motherwell were excellent to a man. You know, they kept their shape, they worked really, really hard to stifle Celtic, to try and stifle them. And the chances that come along, as you know, if you don't take them, you can end up getting punished for it. And that's exactly what happened. And you've got to tip your hat to Motherwell as well. Craig, what did you feel yesterday then? The league was virtually over, no question now. 2-0 mm -hmm. defeat. How yeah. worrying is that for you at Pataudry? And look, for me, the, the first goal was going to be extremely important in this match. Obviously, Aberdeen went, went on and got the first goal. I think the, the response from, from Rangers at that moment in time um, was slightly disappointing um, and needed to hang in the game a little bit longer. Look, they concede the second. Aberdeen worked ever so hard. Uh, but I've got to say, uh, in, re in regards to Rangers, it was a, a very, very poor result. We're touching on, obviously, the leading into the, the semi-final. And we know that that game will, will take care of itself, but you still want to go in on the back of, of winning a, a tough football match. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case for Rangers. What do you think at home or on the way home from work or college or school or whatever? Give us a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 in a weekend where, well, that's the end of the fixtures before the split. And it finished up Celtic on 92 points. Then Rangers on 79. Aberdeen. 53.7 games undefeated. Hearts back on winning ways, 48 points. Hibs in 44. And St Mirren, Peter, who of course lost at the weekend, which was great news for Kelly, but St Mirren top six. I'm delighted for them. And I'm delighted for Stevie Robinson because if you remember, go back to the start of the season, Paul, before the first yep. league game, I said to you about the cup competition, how it can kid you on. I mean, and it happened with Stevie. Stevie was getting a lot of stick after the Airdrie mm -hmm. game that I was sitting watching and the team was getting a lot of stick. And I'm looking at them thinking they'll have to improve to have a good season here because it's going to be a tough season if they play like that. But the fans are right on Stevie's case and you're thinking this is a cup competition. They've not had any pre-season games, all these sort of things. And that's why I'm saying when people talk about pre-season, it's so important that the manager can build his group of players to end up what he's done 
is fin- fantastic for them. But I must admit, after I seen Kelly last week, you knew they would have to respond. You knew that. And it was interesting that power and all that started the game. Because yep. I thought even when he came on in the game against Celtic, even though Celtic were so far in front, he definitely galvanised his teammates round about him. And he was a big player for Derek on Saturday. And to be fair, they started the game really well. He started as a cup tie. And St Mirren never really got out of the blocks. But thoroughly deserved to be in the top six. And I'm delighted for them and Stevie Robinson. Who's going to come third this season? Who do you reckon, Craig Moore? Is it going to be Aberdeen? Is it going to be uh, Hearts? Or? Yeah, look, I, I think at this stage of the season, Paul, I, I like to go, I guess, with teams that are um, are in good form and, and, and have momentum. Uh, Barry Robson has done a, a wonderful job uh, up at Aberdeen there and has kind of taken the, the lead uh, in regards to, you know, I, I guess capitalising on Hearts' poor run. Uh, although they did get back to a, to a thumping win over Ross County, but for me, Aberdeen put themselves in a in a really good position to secure third, uh, you know, third spot. I think the way that they're playing, the confidence that they have, uh, I think that they'll be hard for for Hearts to reel in now. Barry Robson, transformation, it's amazing, Peter. Is it time to give him the job permanently? Well, what else can you expect? And I think that's what we've got to be careful of. You know, we keep talking about the names that's getting through at it. Sometimes you've got good people within your mm-hmm. building. You know, and it takes some, some... And I know the way Barry Watts had a short period of time with Celtic, obviously, with Tony. And you know he was a determined player, a determined character, got, got the respect to his teammates. And I'm sure he's got the respect to the, the boys that's playing all under him at this moment in time because knowing the work ethic he put into his training and all the different things, I'm sure he'll do the same as a football. But we said Aberdeen would be third at the start of the season. I, that was my prediction. It'd be uh, Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, then Hearts. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that was when Jim was in charge because I yeah. thought Aberdeen would finish third anyway. But to do the job that he's done for the position he's in is fantastic. And you've always got to tip your hat to Jim as well. <laughs> uh, you know, That's my next question. He's been out of Dun United yeah. and done fantastic well. And it just shows you, it doesn't mean you're a bad manager if things don't work out at a certain place at certain times. And that's what you've got to be careful of. You know, there's different reasons that why people end up losing their job. And it was just unfortunate, Jim, the few results, which we know we're all judged on, unfortunately. You know, but it just doesn't take the fact away he's a very good manager and he's got somebody like Stephen Fletcher who seems to be responding to the, the Jim's management style, you know, and that's fantastic for them. We'll come to all those games shortly. Yeah, Dundee United, three games, three wins fantastic. under Jim Goodwin. Yeah, at the bottom of the table, Ross County on 27 points, Kelly on 31, massive result for them. First away win of the season. Uh, Dundee United now on 31 points, St Johnson on 33, Motherwell on 37 after their draw at Celtic Park, and Livingston just missing out in the top on 42 points. Um, losing at home away to Dundee United yeah Yeah. okay we're ready for some calls coming in we'll also be speaking to Chris Boyd is going to join us it's his big golf day today so Boyd will be joined did you play alongside him or did he come just after you we missed missed each other Um, but no no I missed his golf day as well but be looking forward to hear what he has to say (laughs) it was important the nation needed you here in the Go Radio Football (laughs) Show with Macklin Motors Peter is looking for a car so (laughs) more on that later (laughs) yeah Uh, let's hear from well the most recent game was yesterday wasn't it it had a proper feel to it was Super Sunday it was the big game on Sky yesterday and uh, Andy Walker who will be with us later in the week will talk about it Chris Boyd as well but it was Michael Beale's first game apart from Celtic where he'd lost a match afterwards he spoke about Rangers performance play we've missed more chances than we've taken regardless of how many goals we've scored we've, uh, we're a team that's been quite wasteful and, and, and you'd always say that it's, it's better to create chances that's a good sign, but you have to take them. And as an away team today, how dominant we were at times, we have to take our chances in terms of possession and territory. 
I thought, what did I think about Aberdeen? They defended resolutely. Everyone was committed. They pressed quite hard. No more committed than us, but they pressed quite hard all around the pitch. The fans were up. I thought it was a difficult game to referee second half. There was a hell of a lot of stoppages in the game. And ultimately, we got, we got done today. We got done. We got done today got is what done. he said, yeah. Yep. Yep. Could you disagree with that? What happened? Because Rangers started well. They had chances. Morelos yeah. had a chance. Sakala as well. Sakala's got a score. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think he probably, probably either either lifted over the keeper or go around the goalkeeper. Um, but they're, they're the chances, especially away from home uh, in tough matches that you need to score. Rangers didn't, unfortunately. And, and Aberdeen, like I said, it looked like a team that um, were, were certainly... They're willing to, to roll the sleeves up and fight for everything. Uh, and that's exactly what they did, Paul. And like I said, the, the first goal was in that type of game is always going to um, be extremely important. And Aberdeen were able to build on that. You know, Rangers didn't really then at 1-0 down um, make it enough of an impact. Yes, there were opportunities. Um, but it was a disappointing result for Rangers. Aberdeen de- deserved, the, I think, the, the three points because they, they, they went about the business. They got the goals. They defended well. They fought extremely hard, but um, as Michael said, it, it, it's, it's, it's gone now. Um, they got done on the day. But uh, for me, I'm looking at that team from last week, Peter, to Michael saying that there's going to be a huge chunk of the team that will be there mm-hmm. to the performance um, and, and a loss, um, you know, which is not a great, uh, a great thing for Rangers. How many of those players will be there next season? How big... And let's not kid ourselves, how big is the, the rebuild going to, to be at Rangers? Because I think there needs to be significant change. Well, he said four or five, Peter, didn't he, just a few days ago? Yeah, I think the important thing is, and you've got to grasp it very quickly, everywhere that Celtic or Rangers turn up, the teams are going to try and compete with them. Yeah. And as long as they're in the game, as long as they're in the game, they will fight, they will scratch, they will bite, because they know they've not got the quality of players that you have. So if he's surprised at that, I'm surprised that he's thinking that because if Rangers think they're going to go up there and roll the ball about to each other and not be put under pressure with Aberdeen, especially with in and the way the players have been getting a little bit more confidence. In all my career, when I, when I played, I never, there was a really fantastic Aberdeen side of that side, yeah. but God almighty, you knew you were in games. Yeah. Even the games you won, you knew you were in every single game. You're not going to be surprised. Absolutely. And that's what the Aberdeen supporters expect. You know, they, they love the Celtic Rangers who come up. You know, Sir Alex Light used to come down and beat us here. Never mind yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. So that was the way he changed things round about. So you've got to have that competitive edge. But then it goes back to the big chance Oz is talking about there. Sakala's chance. Now, this is the reason when I'm sitting with Barry and whatever... Yeah and we're talking about Sakala playing through the middle. Yeah. I think he's got fantastic attributes, and his fantastic attributes are, you don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know he's got unbelievable pace, is he going to score as many chances? So I can understand Michael Bill, do I start him, do I not start him? That's why I don't think he's a centre-forward. Mm-hmm. You know, And he doesn't know what he's going to do. That's what I'm saying. So coming off that wide area and getting away from you, which he did, you know, and to be fair, we'll give the keeper credit, but oh, he's right, he's got to score. They're the moments you could end up winning three or four. Mm. You know, when you don't, and I'm saying Aberdeen are still in the game and all that, that is the problem you have. You've got to kill teams off. I watched it on Saturday, people say how well Muller did, and they've done excellent. Yeah. Celtic had some great chances, mm. really good chances. Liam Kelly's had a couple of great saves, Celtic have a couple of bad misses. Then everybody's saying Celtic won four or five again, oh, that was expected. Mm. But because it ends up being 1-1, but there were still a lot of chances created, mm. you know, in the respect of some good saves. But that's what we're talking about, Aberdeen fighting everybody's going to go and fight against you yeah. so when your opportunities come along you have to kill them we used to get told listen it could be 0-0 80 minutes but we could end up winning the game 5-0 yeah. 
That's how quickly it changed because as soon as you get the first one, the other sure. team just went, well, we've got to try and score to even get an equaliser. Then all of a sudden you just picked them off. You know, and I think that was the exact same with Rangers for many, many years. Craig, what are you and thinking on Rangers? No, and I just think, like Susan, uh, for me, you know, you, you you know exactly what you're going to come up against in Aberdeen in terms of you know being extremely competitive. You know the rivalry, right? So for yeah. for me, in terms of the application of the players, uh, w- w- was not the real concern. And the reason why I say that, I think it was clear to see, and I think the fans, and I think Michael will realise that just based on on that game in in terms of what's at stake like I says application no problem with but I'm thinking already about next season which I'm sure Michael is how do you close the gap on Celtic and and is what's in the building currently good enough winners well they're not at this moment in time because they're they're, they're not winning any trophies uh, but in terms of the improvement that needs to be made uh, again I'm not going to turn around and say that the players didn't put in the the, the work or the effort but they need to improve. That squad needs to be improved. Michael needs to be supported to, to really, um, you know, strengthen that side. Four or five players, are, you know, potentially it could be more. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700. Uh, or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. Jimmy has been on asking, have the Rangers players switched off from the league? Is that what happened yesterday? And are they thinking just about the cup? And I'm going to ask you also about the manager, the quote saying, you could see what it meant to them, them being Aberdeen at the end. But that's fine. It's a rivalry. But what does it mean to the Rangers players? That's what you're both saying as well. It's a two-way street with it there and Aberdeen really going for it. We'll go back to that in a moment or two. Let's see what Ange said as well because Peter, I saw the game, I was at the game on Saturday and yeah, it could have been three mm. at, at one point for Celtic by halftime but it wasn't. Uh, this was Ange, what he said afterwards about the 1-1. Disappointing um, outcome and yeah, disappointing I guess with the performance. Um, we control the game okay in the first half I thought you know we, we scored our goal and we had some chances that uh, we should have done better with and they weren't really a threat just really disappointed with the goal we conceded that gave them some encouragement and um, you know we had some chances to, to finish the game off and we didn't take them Slim margins Of course I mean you, Celtic started the game the kick off if you remember then the possession gets given away or further up the pitch yep. Muller will get down the side Van Veen gets a shot Joe Hart puts it by and it goes out for the corner. Then they have another chance for the corner. Yep. So the, they didn't start the game fantastically well the way they usually do. And to be fair, I look at Motherwell and it's a simple thing. Kyogo usually goes and presses the ball. They actually get somebody to try and block him. Yep. So he stop him running. So it means that Stuart and his staff had done, done their due diligence to try and work out every sort of eventuality we sell. Small details. Sure. Is that the first time you've seen that happen? Well, no, it's that, no but I'm saying, you know yep. what I'm saying? So they did it well. They've yeah, yep. obviously been concentrating on stopping Celtic. Sure. This is what they do, yep. even for the kick-off. Simple things. Yep. And they got their just rewards for the effort they put in. Mm. They were still in the game. But as I say, Celtic had one, three or four with the chances. Starfield had two great chances. Carter Vickers had a fantastic chance. O's had a fantastic chance. Maeda had a good header Maeda as well. Maeda at the back post because maybe the one. And Kelly's had two fantastic saves. Yep. You know what I mean? So you look at it and you think, we're still there. And I look at Joe. Joe never, I think Joe had one save to make in the game mm. with his feet, probably, for Van Veen. And you think, well, the chances were still there. And they didn't play well. So, And that shows you the expectation. Celtic are expected to win every game. Rangers are expected to win every game. And for Michael to come out and say, you see how much it means to Aberdeen, that'll be every team sure. that Rangers get beat with will be celebrating that way. Yep. You know, every single team. Anybody that beats Celtic will be celebrating the same way. It's, it's nothing final. new. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll happen four times a season if you lose four times a season. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's no getting away from that. That's the expectation that your players have got to go to the hardest grounds when teams are fighting and scratching. You still have to find a way to win. And if they don't find a way to win, they'll be critical. 
the fans will be critical yeah. everybody will be expecting you to be champ and to become champions they're the games you have to win mm-hmm. They're the games you have to win. And to be cup winners this weekend, it's cup semi-final, I know it is. <laughs> Celtic missed Hatati, they missed Jota at the weekend, and Abada. So do they need to be back, at least one or two of them, for Sunday? I would love to have them back. As I said, to get into the game, what you want is all your main players available. You always want them available. And that's the only thing as a manager you look for. You know, they've not played for a couple of weeks. I'd be surprised maybe Hatati because, as I say, with the hamstring, it's always a dodgy a one. Now, you don't want it? to yeah. lose him for a period of time. So that, that that's difficult, you know, with that sort of stuff. But like, say, Jordan. But listen, Haxabanovic and that are fantastic players. Mieda, Abada, they're all great. But there's a period when you need maybe something different in the forward line. Maybe the, the forward line's been cut down a little bit because the boys that usually come off the bench are actually starting and you don't have replacements for them in that respect. But to be fair, young Vata came on yeah, and had two lovely. fantastic crosses in. You know, that they should have scored with both of them. So great credit to that. And they've done the exact same at Kilmarnock last week. He did a great cross in. It yeah. should have been a goal. So they've not let them down. So delighted for these kids and it's great to see. And I'm sure the manager will be disappointed because he knows the standards that they've set. But it didn't mean they were poor on the day. No, and that's right. Look, and it's very, very difficult... Ange Postecoglou will speak in a different way because obviously he needs to get the reaction from his players. But very hard to be critical of Celtic in terms of what they've achieved this this season, the way they've gone about their business. And as Peter's touched on there, it could have been a completely different day. You know, those early goals and all of a sudden, Motherwell, who, who have done well under Stuart Kettlewell, go, oof, this is going to be a, you know, a, a tough afternoon and, and it could be three, four, five. Credit to Motherwell in terms of, you know, really working and, 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 and keeping Celtic honest on the day because, you know, Celtic are the strongest side. Van Veen, I, I don't think we can we can get around. What, what a fantastic season he's had, you know, to, to score 24 four goals yeah. on, on a, you know, in a team that it's hard to to come by goals. Yeah. So, again, he, he scores and does well, but you cannot be disappointed, I guess, uh, in terms of what Celtic have achieved throughout the season. They'll go into this cup final still, with um, extreme confidence thinking that, you know, I, I guess within that dressing room that they're still the favourites. Mm-hmm. But the players that you touched on, Paul, you know, Jota, Kyogo, mm-hmm. Hatati would be a big miss because these players, uh, you just know, there's no guessing. You know exactly what they're going to deliver because they've done it all season. Yeah. Uh, and that sometimes can be the difference of a Haksabanovic who comes in and, and, and has been here and there and, and mm-hmm. kind of, not, not saying that you can't rely on him, but the... You know, you have sure. those big players that you yeah. just know are going to deliver. Well, it's a different day. balance because he plays yeah. on the right-hand side, Paul, mm-hmm. in the two games I've been at in the last few weeks. And the one thing I would say, I'd say he's not got great pace. So he's never going to go down the outside of you. But when he plays on the left-hand side, he's a massive goal threat. Yeah. But I can understand why the manager's doing it with Mieda coming mm-hmm. down the back post. Mieda done it brilliant at the weekend, but yet again, probably not as clinical and he's finishing. He's not. You know? yeah. That's right. So that that's the difference. But Haksabanovic, as I say, pace-wise, is not going to go down the outside. So you know you can show him inside or try and get him down the side of the pitch because Celtic play that, that type of football with everything going between you. So small details, which Mullerwell done very, very well at trying to eliminate Celtic get away with it at times in the respect of started creating chances, got chances, never tamed them. And that's what we're saying about Rangers. You look at that, the chance that uh, Sakala has, he takes yeah. that and they go one nothing up. Then does that become a different problem? We don't know. But they're the moments in the big games. Definitely when I played, yeah. when it was a McCoy that going through, the ball was in the back of the net, sure. you knew it was done. Boom. You were beat 1-0 because of the fantastic defenders as well. So that would be the game over for you. You know, if you gave the chance away, you were delighted when they missed them because it gave you a chance to breathe. And that's the difference with Rangers. They never would not punish them. And always made a very good point there. 
Really? Where's the winners? <laughs> <laughs> no, but where's the winners? Who's going to drag them through when things are no going? Yeah. Particularly, well, when you miss a chance. Who's going to drag them up? Hey, come on, we can keep going. You know, they'll get another one. And then he seemed that way as if, oh, here we go again. You know, and I'm surprised at that because of the, the, the run they've been on, to be perfectly honest with you. Craig, we're going to ask you that after. Yeah. Who are going to be the, the the players that are going to make sure that Rangers do better against Celtic? And for Celtic, um, you know, they want to do better than they did at the weekend. Interesting, the stats, isn't it? Possession, Rangers possession was almost was 80%. Yeah. Almost. It just shows you, doesn't it? But, you know, scoreline is they lost 2-0. Celtic mm -hmm. had huge possession as well. You look at the chances on goal, um, but it ended up 1-1 one, one Very interesting there. Rangers as well, but yep. how many chances they had in goal? Mm -hmm. How many sure. saves they were made? Yeah. That's the difference. You can have all the possession you want, but if you're not working the goalkeeper, yeah. you've got they a problem. chances in there. I think Tavernier, again, that's yeah. sort of laid on, had a, had a chance where, you know, anywhere but yeah. the But you'd expect that. It's, yeah. it's your fullback you're talking about all yeah, the time. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You know, it was that, in the box that, like that, a striker. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> your problem. Okay. You know, that's your problem. It's your fullback you're talking about. And breathe. You two have started <laughs> 100 miles an hour. Love it. Quick break, and then we're back. We're going in the lines next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. It's the reality of Scottish football for some players. I think Aberdeen look like they're they're back to their old self, if you like, under Derek. Quite front foot, quite aggressive in the way they play. You could see what it meant to them at the end. And that's fine, you know, it's a, it's a rivalry. You could see what it meant to them to, to get the win. And I think it's a warning sign for us going into next year. We've gone away from home and blew quite a few teams away. But next year, that sort of result will be hugely damaging to us. So it's an eye-opener for one or two players. And the lesson for the team is, when you get the opportunities that we had today, you have to take them in any game of football against any opponent, but certainly here. Rangers losing 2-0 yesterday at Petordry. Let's go on the lines now. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Paul Cooney with Peter Grant and Craig Moore. And Paul is on the line, a big Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Evening, Peter. And evening, uh, evening Craig. Paul. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hi, Paul. What's, Hi, your, what's well, your point tonight? Uh, it could have been better after the game yesterday. Um, I'm going to start my point off by asking Craig a question. If that's all right. Maybe Peter can give me an answer as well. This will start my point, right? What do you think the formation will be against Celtic at the weekend? Just the formation, that's all I want to know. Rangers formation. Craig, 4-3-3. Yeah, I don't think he'll go away from it. I spoke okay. about the last game. I thought he'd maybe go with the three with John Souter being available mm -hmm. if Goldston was fit. Mm -hmm. I thought he'd maybe do that balance and try Davis, try something different mm -hmm. and push his two full backs on high to try something different against Celtic because what he's tried so far hasn't worked. You know, they've had decent enough performances, but they've no won. You know, and that'll be the thing that's in the back of his mind. No matter what he's thrown so far, he's not been able to win. So that was the only thing I could see changing, but I'm not sure if Golson's going to be fit. Paul, what do you want to see? I, I, I want to see a completely different approach. I'm fed up and scunnered, to be honest with you. He's seen the same setup week in, week out. I mean, I'm just a punter, and I can tell you this, the Rangers team, or not even the Rangers team, mm -hmm. Or in the formation, I can tell you the formation, 4 2 three, one, every single week. I talked to my dad about it, we both, we both mm -hmm. laugh at it now. We're both at the stage where we say, same formation, 4 2 three, one, different person up, to, up top. Uh, teams are sussing us out all the time, and, and what Peter said is exactly right. We, we play well, we played well against Aberdeen, I thought, with good shots, a Callum missed that chance. But there's two things that stick out to me as a Rangers fan, I'm a bit disappointed in this year. We weren't on an incredible. 
Europa League final and everything else. We just came short with a penalty kick. So, you know, I, I take that on board, right? And the, the guys have played through an, an extra 19 matches. Mm-hmm. That, that says something as well, right? Yep. I always thought this year was going to be a bit leggy, but two things that stick out to me is mixing the team up. We're not mixing up the approaches. It's the same formation, but as well as that, leaders in the pitch. I'm sorry to say, I'd phoned in, I spoke to Barry about this as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you now, I, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be brave, and I think Rangers need to be bold and brave, and I think you need to change leadership. As I mentioned before, Dick Advocat did it, and, he, and Barry knew that. I said, mm-hmm. he gave Barry Ferguson the captain, say, to mm-hmm. get away from Amoruso. Mm-hmm. And I think something radical needs to be done because I'll tell you what, there was no leadership in that part yesterday. I, I'm fed up seeing right. guys not getting dragged through the pitch. They, they should be out there and saying, right, come on, get through this. Craig, what do you but say? Paul, Paul, I just yeah. want to, I'll, I'll throw a quick question back to you then in regards to, um, so if the if the captain was not to be James Tavernier, who who would you then give the, the armband to uh, in the, the current well, group yeah, of players? I mean, and that's where and that's where our problem is by 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 saying that that's that's where that's where one of our uh, problems I, I believe lie in terms of how many leaders are out there uh, you know tough games tough moments you know I mean I remember back in in in, in the earlier days when I was a young lad coming through every everywhere I looked there was a leader uh, there was a captain not necessarily with the armband but somebody that would drive kick demand. Um, and Griggsy, yeah, Griggsy, great, but a goalkeeper I, I've never really fancied as a as a captain because the influence when you're in the in the heat of battle and, and it's out there in the middle of the park and all that sort of stuff. I like somebody closer to the action to be able to uh, have an influence, so to speak. But did Stefan Kloss was he not our captain at one point, Craig? When you played there, I'm sure Kloss got the. I know, the probably probably was, but as I said, yeah, I didn't like goalkeepers having the armband. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, what do you think? <laughs> no, but I agree. I was fortunate enough to play. And I, when I was in the good Celtic sides, there was a lot of captains on the pitch, you know, not with the armband on, but a lot of people would give you criticism if you weren't pulling your weight. And that's the point I'm making for Rangers, and I was saying that to what Paul probably heard earlier on, that's what I don't see. I believe if you take it away from James at this moment in time and you gave it to someone else, it would have a bigger effect on him. But the person you were giving it to, I don't see all strong characters round about there and big men. You think, I can understand the reason why that. Has Craig been involved with Rangers? Who do you hand it to? So if take McGregor out of the, the equation, you think, right, oh, who else is going to see Connor Goldson, the vice captain. But who's going to grab them with the scruffy? But Connor's been through whatever it is 20 trophies and he's won one, 22, whatever it is. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, let's be perfectly honest with you. What Paul's probably, maybe, what will happen, Paul, is it's probably come the summertime. You're probably saying we need to bring a leader in. That's probably yeah, what you're looking at. You maybe need to bring a leader yeah. in. So you maybe need to bring four or five leaders in men. You know, not the most talented. Not the most talented. Yeah, exactly. Martin O'Neill did it in 2001. It changed. They brought in, from what I'm hearing, I've got a couple of Celtic mates, and he said, as much as I don't agree with his shoes all the time, but your Chris Sutton came in there and went, we're not having this. <laughs> we need somebody that comes in and says, right, I'll tell you what, the dominant sense here, we're, we're more than capable of taking Celtic all away, 100%. But I'm afraid to say it, as much as I, I cannot take away what Tavernier's did, you know, and I'm most ready, right, I'm, I'm most not about that, there'll be Rangers fans listening in tonight saying, ah, he's not a Rangers, blah, blah, blah. Let's not follow Rangers through fucking did. I've seen Amoruso, I've seen Goff, I've seen big names out there, Terry Butcher, all these types of people. We are missing 
leaders yep. on the pitch. That is as plain and simple as that. And see, under Barry's day, under Cake's day, whatnot, there's no way Celtic would be beating us and humiliating us the way they are. What a chance. And I'm afraid to say it takes the bold leadership, and I'm, I'm hoping Michael Beale, he talks the talk, and, and uh, no, I'm all for him. I, I think he's saying things I want him to say. Mm-hmm. But on the pitch, I'll give him. I'll give him next year when he's got another transfer window, mm-hmm. and he's going to have to get the board supporting this big time. Yeah. But I need to see characters. If Cadwell, for instance, oh, I don't know, what's that hundred percent with him? Raskin, I'll tell you. I think Raskin's got a bit between him. Mm-hmm. I think he went a chance with Cal McGregor, and I don't think he gave McGregor a bit around to Forest. I think he's a making. And, you could have potential that drags us through games, maybe. But a clear message from you, Paul, that Rangers need uh, leaders on the park. Well, the thing vocal. I would say to Paul yeah. is in that Rangers were stronger than us at that particular period, obviously. They had a lot of captains, but there was periods in the game that wasn't a massive golfing games against each other because we knew how much it meant and everybody, we sort of tried to galvanise ourselves. Andy Gorham was unbelievable. Yeah, God rest him. He was unbelievable. One saving certain goals, and we'd lose one nil. You know, a couple of batons we got. We gave Rangers a couple of doings, but it was never all the time because it meant too much. It hurt too much. The pain we'd dig it through was too much. You know, but and you suffered for it, and you've got to let everybody. So we were fortunate enough we'd Celtic guys not involved. Different types of leadership, but it hurt so much, mm. and. The training ground was so competitive because of it and angry and frustrated because Rangers were better than us. They had captains all over the place. You talked about it there, Terry Butcher, Richard Goff, you Gary Stevens, no. you, you yeah. Graham Souness. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Just another wee point about Tavernier. I, I would have taken Tavernier off when he mentioned in the programme about being frightened to play in front of fans. That, that's basically what it was. I'm frightened to play in front of 50,000 fans. The trouble is that's gone with him all the way, hasn't it, Craig? I mean, that's what, three, four years ago now? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, look, uh, again, you know, a, a, lot, a lot has changed in that period of time. But I, I, look, I, we can't get away from Paul. You, you, I agree with you 100%. I, I don't think there's a Rangers supporter out there that would disagree in, in, in terms of the, the, the team needs, uh, I think, not good, a good player for Rangers Football Club is not enough. It needs to be a strong character and whether that's been a, yeah. a captain on the CV, a vice captain on the CV, the way that the games now and all that sort of stuff, leadership groups and all that sort of stuff, somebody who's willing to take responsibility um, yeah. on and off the field. And and I think that the fans would love to see more players on the field at this moment in time who are willing to not just play the game of football. There's there's a lot more there, there's a lot more advantages that you can get in a game of football, Peter. Yeah, of course. You know, it's getting in the player's ear. It's maybe winning that one tackle. It's... It's influencing the game of football. Rangers definitely could do with some more um, players with that kind of background. Paul, thanks a lot for the call. Cheers, Chris Paul. Boyd will be joining us shortly. Um, and we're looking forward to hear what he says about it because he is obviously a Rangers legend as well. Rangers daft as we see on Sky every weekend. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's going to join us from his golf day, the charity golf day. Thanks, Paul, for calling in. You can tell it's going to be the derby this weekend, can't you? Because all... Eyes and ears are going to be on that this Sunday. Celtic against Rangers, 1.30 on Sunday. Uh, time now to look back, though, at any VAR at the weekend. G-A-R, the Go-Assisted Referee, on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Contact them today for air conditioning, servicing and repairs. Now, actually, the weekend just gone. No major controversies. I'm looking at you, Peter, at the Celtic game. I don't think there was anything major, nor at Rangers yesterday at Petordry. Don't think so. No. But the talking point, the main one, was the ordering off 
on Saturday. St Johnson won, Hibs won, Hibs down to 10 men. Uh, too early in the game is what was the end of the first half, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, Jimmy Jago was sent off with that tackle with Connor McLennan. So what did you think of it? Peter, you'd see the highlights. Yeah, I only seen the highlights of yeah. Paul, yes. I, I was listening to the game and they were saying it was a red card, straight red. I heard the shout right away. Then they go back over and mm. obviously they're seeing it on the, on the television and they're saying, oh, it's not a red. He's not touched them. I mean, I watched it all night there. I'm thinking, wow, God, thank God I'm not playing nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a contact <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd never been on the pitch, you yeah. know, sort of thing. And it, it's difficult. And people don't understand. It's not the order north. If Hibs going to lose the game, Livingston win. Mm -hmm. Livingston end up in the top six, yeah. Hibs in the bottom six. Yeah. And that's a small de a small margin, sorry, in the fine lines that can cost you a manager his job. Of course. You know, because yeah. I was talking about that, if he wouldn't have went against Hearts, then there was pressure on, then if he wouldn't have been in the top six, there'd have been pressure on. And they're the small details that people don't understand. It's okay getting an apology on the Monday, you know. Now there's everybody saying, well, we would complain about it because we maybe lose that player for another extra game if we complain about it. So you can't have... <laughs> you know your cake and eat it oh, sure. you've got to be allowed of to course. ask the question why so it, sh it shouldn't have been a red no. in, in your opinion no. yeah absolutely not no and, and look on the side if I'm, if I'm Hibs and I know they are going to yeah. appeal the red card and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know I would I would be doing exactly the same look Peter played all his career in the middle of the park I didn't but sometimes we had a battle in there and and, and I understand the rules right excessive force um, lunging and, and uh, endangering an opponent and all those kind of things but You've done so, that with me all the time. Uh, <laughs> and that was just the same thing. <laughs> in, 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 those, in those duels, right, when you're going in for, for, for certain tackles, right, lunging and being out of control, I get. I actually don't think that, that Jego was completely out of control. His leg was three-quarter stretched. It was his weaker foot and his left foot. Um, so in terms of excessive force and in, uh, intent to, to injure an opponent, I don't think he's there. The second part that crosses a player's mind, and you'll know this, you've done it, it is... I know I might be able to get, get contacted, but I'm also going to try and protect myself in case Absolutely. of anything that comes the other way. And it just looked like one of those challenges but everybody for could, me. That was the way you would always protect yourself, make sure you're not endangering an opponent. opponent. That, that was the law of the jungle. There were certain guys I knew who were coming and I knew they were going to be lifting their foot above the ball. Or go above the ball, yeah. yeah. And I knew yeah. them. So when they were coming, I knew I was lifting my foot higher than them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you get to know yeah, the yeah. players. But in their days, Paul... The referee would let you off if it was two competitive players kicking lumps out of mm. each other. They wouldn't bother. But see if I'd have went to somebody that wasn't known about a tackler mm. and I walloped him one, then there's a possibility I was getting a yellow card. Yeah. You know? So, so there's no going, discretion anymore. No. Really. This, this, yeah, this, uh, lunging, uh, this uh, lunging one, I think you do lunge at times. So if you lunge and it's considered to be, if we're, if we're um, front on, mm. um, that's a terrible tackle. If it's from the side, it can be seen as, as a mistimed tackle because it's a different angle. It's just like, for me, I think the art of tackling, Paul, I watched Queen's Park here on Friday night and, and there was a good old-fashioned one where it's like a block tackle where they're virtually standing over each other. The ball ends up spinning about. I think the boy ended up sitting on the ball and it was a free kick. You're not going to see tackles in football. No. Moving forward with the way that the, the of kind of the rules well, are, if you get a like, red card, you can't well, afford basically, to. You're basically yeah. saying that you, you, you know nowadays it's a game of, of interceptions. It's a game of interceptions now. So can, can I ask you about the other one? Um, I think I, I know what you both say. So in that case, the uh, Hebs shouldn't have been a red card. Not for me. So we agree. So that should be rescinded. Um, what about the St. Mirren player uh, Thierry Small? 
who yeah. was sent off in the game with Kilmarnock. Two bookings in 14 seconds. Yeah, he wasn't very smart. No. He bounced the ball, so it was descent, <laughs> I, first of all. Yes, yeah. yes, and, 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 and a tug on the jersey for the second one. Well, he, he leaves the, the referee with absolutely no choice but to send him off. Absolute madness. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Guilty, unfortunately, yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Your Honours, for those <laughs> ones. Um, what's it going to be next? Listen, can you imagine next Monday uh, after oh. the Cup semi-final? What's it going to be? Devils the same situations again, but we're completely different. We'll see. Answers. Of course. And <laughs> we know who the referee is going to be. It's Willie Collum oh, who's in yeah. charge on Sunday. Thanks, guys, for VAR. G-A-R. The Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Experienced installers of air conditioning systems. Lots of calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Breaking news down south. Tottenham have sacked the manager, well, the stand-in manager, Christian Stellini, after that 6-1 defeat at Newcastle at the weekend. Peter, football management, he's, he's lasted, what, two and a half weeks? Yeah, it's re- it was a really strange appointment, to yeah. be perfectly honest with you. And, I don't know what's happened, obviously, with the Conte thing. Everybody was talking about him going and Conte going straight back after a bad result to, and I know he hadn't been keeping well and all this. Yeah. It didn't sit right. And listen, a lot of people give Levy a lot of criticism. You've got to think of the managers he's had. Conte, mm-hmm. Mourinho, yeah. all these guys, you know, Pochettino, Poch, yeah. top, top quality. Poch maybe on his way back. Top yeah. him Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, 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 yeah top Chelsea, yeah, yeah. yeah top yeah. Chelsea. So that'd be a bloated Tottenham as well, because sure. they loved yeah. them, the supporters. And I know it's not, you can't always give the supporters what they're looking for, but the Stellini one was a strange mm. one because there is no doubt Conte's had him with him all the time, so they're going to style of play is going to be very, very similar, you know. And I just don't understand. And Ryan Mason, I see they've put in caretaker. Ryan was there before, you know. He taken the cup final, and you're thinking, right, okay, that experience round about this group and building that confidence for a young man's a hell of a ask, you know. The, the amount of good quality managers out there telling me. They've probably got somebody lined up who's just watching it but can't take it like a Nagelsham or something like that. That's what it, it looks like to him. me. Celtic fans will be hoping that Pochettino is back in London yeah. um, at Chelsea. I see Vincent Company is also on the list and the other candidate yeah. is well, your no fellow countryman, Ange no, Postacoglu. No surprises. Yeah. I mean, every game, uh, sorry, every vacancy that comes up down south now, Ange's name has been thrown into the mix. Is this different um, because it's such a big one? Chelsea? No, I, I, yeah, I, okay. I don't think so. I think what it, what it does is a compliment to the job that he's done uh, at Celtic Football Club, of course. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's it's flattering for everybody involved, but I don't think at this moment in time, uh, it's for, for Ange, I, you know, I think that will happen, but in time, that's what, maybe the 14th uh, manager sacking in, in, in England this year. Uh, it's, it's something ridiculous in terms of... You wouldn't of believe t- the lower leagues as well. The lower leagues as well. Unbelievable. Four and five weeks they're getting mm-hmm. and they're getting turned over again. And as you say about Angus, 100% what Craig said, that's what we say week in, week out on here is, it's fantastic for Angus, it's fantastic for the club, it's fantastic for the players because it means they've got a top quality manager that other clubs are looking at. And you'd be off your head mm-hmm. if you're a chief executive or whatever, you're an owner or a chairman and not looking at the statistics, not just at Celtic, all round. Sure. You know, I know Craig spoke about him at the start before anybody really knew who he was. You know, guys in football know who he is because he was an international manager, yeah. but Craig and I had spoke about him highly. And you say, that's what it takes. The biggest problem that anybody can into the likes of Chelsea at this moment in time is who's not going to be involved right away? Because you've got 35 players, as I said, yeah, top quality players and no manager. 
can deal with that sure. amount of players. As you said, Graham Port was having an 11 v 11 and a 9 v 9. <laughs> just with first-team players yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And I still think with Ange, I still think with Ange, um, in terms of his profile, which is, which is a great profile, he's done an amazing job at, at, at Celtic, I still think there'll be a lot of people, Peter, that will still want to see um, better results in Europe. Europe. And he'll want it as well. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But performance-wise, Craig, for Scottish teams, mm -hmm. I think it was the most oppressive I've seen for many a year. Yes. You know? And to, yeah, no, you're right. The you performances know, were good, mate. They, absolutely. They didn't, they didn't get the results. Consider, you know, against Real Madrid at home, yeah. they could have maybe one or two prior to Madrid score, and then Madrid yeah. do, but Madrid do. They had the As they'd done that. to everybody else yeah. and proved it being winners. But I think performance-wise, going and having a go, mm -hmm. whereas some other times we were sitting back and if we'd have got out with four or five, nothing, mm -hmm. you'd be thinking, well, that's not a bad result, mm -hmm. even though you're still disappointed as a supporter. Yeah, but yeah. you're thinking, but the performance has tried to win every game. Yeah. And that was a sort of different mindset he's put the club in. Well, they'd won every game at home until Saturday, 1-1 with Motherwell. He spoke about the first half performance a few moments ago. This is what he said about the second 45. Oh, look, I think it's the context of the game changes. We got a bit desperate, I thought, you know. We still had some good chances. You'd like to think that on another day we put them away, but... Um, yeah, just a bit of desperation around our game. And, you know, when you get to this point of the year, everyone sort of starts talking about the trophies at the end of the year. And it's really important in that, at that moment you stay calm and, and composed. And I just thought we lost our composure a bit. And yet, of course, the gap widened, Peter, because of the result the next day. Uh, he spoke about the goal they conceded uh, to Van Veen. Yeah, no, not taking any away from Kevin. He, he was outstanding and you know, he's an outstanding season. But that's a real poor goal from our perspective. Uh, it's not a goal we, we've conceded all year. And, um, I guess that's probably you know the biggest disappointment coming out of the game because um, as much as we love to score goals and be attacking, we've also been very, very good defensively and um, that wasn't a great moment. Craig, how would he be afterwards in the dressing room? What do you think? You've played under him. Mm -hmm. What would it be like at uh, five o'clock yesterday? Uh, again, he'd just be disappointed because he's that driven to, to perform, to score goals. Uh, look, I think I was hearing a lot of the lead-up as well. Obviously, Celtic have got a, a record. They could beat, obviously, Brendan, Brendan Rodgers... Um, Previous record, uh, what was that 106 goals or whatever it is? So there, were, there was a little bit of talk about goals, Paul, before the game. Uh, whether or not that becomes for the players, um, you know, something that, that that else, something else within within the game. But just go and win the football match first. And at the same time, look, can't be critical because they created enough chances. Could have easily been four or five. But in in terms of you touching on Ange, Paul, he'll come away disappointed because he wants to go and win every single football match, and especially at home. But you know that yourself, Craig. People talk about players. I couldn't have cared less if it was a record. I just wanted to win that really? game. Yeah. And you know that yeah. when you played at Rangers as well. It was about winning the game you were involved in. I wasn't bothered if it was equaling a record, breaking a record. No interest. Do you think the fans are? Everybody wants to talk about it. It's great if your team's doing so well and it gives the manager another accolade. And not the manager himself because he's not interested. Right. In that. He just wants to be successful. The thing he'll be disappointed at, and it's one of the player of the years in Scotland, is young Craig, uh, Greg Taylor. Yeah. You know, he talks about the 1v1 defending and he didn't do his 1v1 defending well on that occasion he's been outstanding this season but yeah. on that goal he turns his back he's turned the other way running for the halfway line yeah. and that'll be disappointing because the manager spoke about it and you've got to listen and I always listen to what they say and then weeks later they've got to be make, make sure they say the same thing because you've got to be consistent yeah. as they always have been you know and he says 1v1 defending so important for them they start Starfelt and Carter Vickers but if they're caught out mm. it doesn't matter who you are you've got to be good at your 1v1 defending when the ball changes over and on that occasion 
Young Greg didn't do it particularly well. He doesn't shift his feet. He gets caught. He turns his back. He ends up going 360, which is which are no-nos defensively. But I actually think he'll be more disappointed. It was a corner for Celtic. Yeah, it was, it was a tag. So, so it was a counter-attack. So yeah, I think exactly. More, That's why he's left at the back. More you know? in terms of the, the, the defensive structure, not being set up properly. But the pass... Taylor's the last bit. But the pass, Craig, was a good pass. Yeah. People say it was a clearance. It was a ball into that area. Channel. But you think, well, that's if it goes straight up the middle, they'll probably defend it. But the boys bent it down the line and put it in a good area. But, as you say, once he's there, young Greg usually should just be showing him right on the pitch. People say, show him the touchline. He didn't. He turns his back and all of a sudden Van Veen's got inside him so he's not got that chance. He's done a pirouette, as he yeah. says, and goes and finishes it. And big Van Veen's been excellent. And he nearly done it on the opposite side. Yeah. But he's cut in, he's cut in, he's cut in again and Joe's had the save. Yeah. But we never got a lot of power behind it. So you've got to give them credit but the manager's always talked about the 1v1 one v, one v, uh, one v one yep. defending for the team. So it doesn't matter who you are, you've got to be good at it. Well, as you know, and if you were at the game, there were seven minutes added on. I know there was eight was at Rangers eight, eight, yesterday, yeah. but seven, and there were no major incidents. But Motherwell did slow down the play, didn't they? And some people people have been on saying, was it too much time wasting? And was asked about that afterwards. No, it's fine. I mean, it's up to the referee to control that. You know, if we allow the game to get into that situation, then we've got to take the consequences of it. Liam Kelly um, was one of them. What did you feel? Yeah. No, I love that, I love that response because, uh, again, you talk about consistency. Scotland get a wonderful result against Spain. What does Scotland do? Yep. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> we ran down the clock. So, so yeah. if, we, if we're going to be consistent, Motherwell, uh, you know, that's gamesmanship. Run you down can't the do clock. that against Celtic or uh, Rangers. Of course you can. You, you <laughs> the do big what, Glasgow teams. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but these other teams have, have still got, you know, you've got to take the most, you've got to make the most of the opportunity. If you can run that clock down, if you can steal a point, you know, or, or a victory. So, yeah, consistency, Paul. Scotland yeah. against Spain. Mm. Nobody was complaining. Oh, 100%. Listen, it's part of the game. You know, you've got this, and the ball boys and that, and the ball girls are fantastic at getting the ball back in quickly because that's the way Celtic want to play at that tempo. When they get away from home, there's not yep. so many balls. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look that way, of course. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, look yeah. that way, you know. There's no, we're looking to take a quick throw, but there's no sure. ball there. So we understand. Remember, David Moyes done it with Everton when he was at Everton. They went 1 0 up. I think it was Manchester mm. United or Manchester City. Yep. Oh, I could see the boy going round with the bag, filling the bag, filling the ball, something right? back yeah. to one ball. And that's why they've done away with the multi ball system. Okay. Yep. You know, because they yep. said, no, you're playing with one ball, and that's yep. it, because it's going to cause mayhem. <laughs> you know. Alan's been on asking, see for the Rangers game and Liam Scales' goal. Yes. They opened the scoring. Is everyone convinced it was a fluke? Because he was watching That's it on the telly and ev- just about everyone said they dismissed it. Um, what do you think? No, I, think it's you a, I think it's a fluke. I, I, look, I, sure? I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, he does get his head up. Uh, but I'm, th- I'm thinking that it's a cross. He makes a great connection for him. Obviously, to, to find okay. the top quarter, but all in connection. But I don't think for for any uh, for any minute that he was he was actually genuinely having a shot. Well, if you remember, Jack Amakis was one of his first goals was against Barry's team at Alloa. Yeah, and awesome. Skills played right. and yep. Skills Last put a cross in, yeah. and I think he's tried to put that similar ball in for. Um, Miowski, because he's peeled away at the back, and I think he's tried to do the same thing, put it in early, and he, listen. You'll take it all day long, but definitely he's going to try for the cross from me. Would you claim it if it was you? One hundred percent. I claim it. Wasn't would. it me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. That's all him claiming yeah. it, and he's, uh, he's had a little wink and all that sort of stuff. But okay. I, I think it was accidental. And Mayowski, um he took his goal well, didn't he? The second one, fantastic. Uh, Leighton Clarkson, what a player! Good yeah. ball, absolutely. I, listen, I think that goes above what the young Aberdeen boys have done exceptionally well. The clearance off the line was exceptional mm-hmm. it's a small detail but just a small a young boy usually doesn't do that now because they're not coached that way 
for these small details but sniffing danger it's all about how you're nice you're on the ball and whatever yeah. but defensive part of your job is so important and that's great credit to the staff as well because mm. I've said that's part of your job as a midfield player your job is to defend and attack help the defenders help the attackers that's your job as a midfield player and you've done it exceptionally well well, Miofsky's been again. He, it's a, it's a great, it's a textbook header, isn't it? Oh, uh, you know, yeah. and it's one of those I touched on earlier on Maeda at Celtic yeah. Park. If he does the same thing, heads it back across goal. It's it's just a it's a typical uh, textbook header from a striker who's again had a, had a very good season. He gets off the the centre half shoulder, it ranges in between fullback. Um, you know, I, I know that Michael Beale touched on it. And he was a little bit disappointed that a, a foul wasn't given, but for me, there was still. So much more that needs to be done in terms of uh, attacking-wise for Aberdeen, but also defensively for Rangers and defensively Rangers. Well, if you look at caught. Morelos, yeah, alone, skills in front of him. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm thinking if the ball's going up to my strikers at Aberdeen and he doesn't get his body in there to hold that ball and he let us out too mm -hmm. casual. God, yeah. he lets a big boy step in front of him. Yeah. You should never get in front of him. You should be buying a foul or whatever. That's it. Get, a, know, get, a, small, get in front of him. Small details. Take contact, go to ground, get a free kick. Absolutely. Should Rangers have had a free kick? Should the, I mean, when I saw it back, it went back quite a way. It, okay. it, it can easily be given as a free kick, right? But what happened it, but, there? But, 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 but it wasn't. Uh, it's a, uh, the midfielder for yeah. Aberdeen. Uh, he, has, yeah. he has. A, look, it can be given a free kick. It wasn't given a free kick. There was still a lot to happen you know the ball still goes out Aberdeen then had a 2v1 in the wide area against Rangers they still work it Clarkson still gets an opportunity to put a ball between centre half and left fullback mm -hmm. Miofsky scores a good header you've got to deal with that clutching at straws kind your of. words <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's what some would say the news is coming next and then we're back Peter Grant and Craig Moore 0808 08, 17 17 700 six sleeps to go so the cup semi-final the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Well, it's been quite a weekend in Scottish football. When is it not? If you want to talk about it, you can call Craig Moore, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney now on 08 08 17 17 700. And I want to thank everyone who's made the switch. More and more people ching in from five every evening. Gina on till five. It's Jokal Day this week. Gina's on breakfast with Grado. Crofty's on a well-earned break this week. So she'll be back tomorrow morning from 6am. I heard Joe at 6 o'clock news this morning. Well done, Joe McGuire. I mean, he's magnificent, isn't he? <laughs> Voice of Glasgow in the West. Yeah. Uh, Craig, just getting in at that time, flying back from Australia. Yes, yes of Great course. Great to see you difference. Absolutely. <laughs> Peter, we know, so you were at Celtic at the weekend, the 1-1 yep. one, one draw. The next day then, Rangers losing 2-0 at Petaudry. Mm -hmm. So 13 points in it. Yep, at the top. It is all over. Uh, Celtic. It's interesting, but Celtic as you look it, at that, yeah. and you think, Rangers... It's the first time the two have dropped points in the same weekend, yeah. isn't it? Mm. All season. Mm. You know, and you it always is. think that, yep. that that very rarely happens, you know. And it shows you, listen, teams are well organised, make it difficult for you. And all football cliche, the people say it's never easy. It's never easy to go in front. And normally it's the other way around, isn't it? Normally it's been, has it been Rangers playing on the Saturday and Celtic playing the, the Sunday yep. match a lot of the time? Yep. 
this season. So yeah, now was Craig, a, and that's massive. Good... I mentioned that to Paul before. When I was up here with Tony, I think we played one Saturday match mm-hmm. at Celtic because mm-hmm. we were involved in the, that Europa Europa Cup. Yes, and we played one Saturday match. I think it wasn't far off that. And how difficult that was because Rangers had played on the Saturday, they'd won, and me and you then we had to go and win again. And if it's now now late in the game, there's a that you do become anxious. It becomes a little bit difficult. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to get the victories to keep close or to keep in front. And it's a completely change of mindset. So all of a sudden, Rangers are going to think, well, if we could have done this and we could have done that. Because before the game, they were saying, Celtic have dropped eight points. We could have brought that back. <laughs> you know, we could have won that back. And that's that's the way the talk goes up in here. And the, chal- the challenge is, uh, as well, like I said, I mean, we're going back to the Rangers-Aberdeen game in terms of what you're going to encounter, Peter. Now, played up there many a time. Uh, and you know you, you mentioned earlier on that the ball's not going to just be rolling about and you're going to get time on the ball to play your nice football. You've got to go and win the battle first and you've got to go and get that first goal. And if you can do that, then it can become a game that can, can come quite be, you know comfortable in the end, but you know what you're going up to. Uh, Aberdeen, like I said, they knew exactly what was happening as well and we touched on Barry Robson. He's I, done, he's I was fortunate enough to play against the excellent Aberdeen side. Yeah, Wally yeah. and... Big Alec and Jim Leighton and Goal and Stuart Kennedy, all these guys, you know, you Stuart McKinney, yep. you name them all. European winners. Yeah, they were yep. brilliant. God almighty, they were a good side, oh. but God almighty, you were in a battle. Yeah. You know, the, the stadium was always full. When we went to Petodri, you couldn't buy a ticket for love nor money, mm. you know, and it was great, you know, but you knew every single game, but that was every game, even when, during the poor years, but that we played away from home, the stadiums were always full, mm. you know, sure. so you knew what you were expecting. No team's going to lie down to you till they're out that you knock them out. And it maybe take you longer in certain games. You maybe get away a bit early in the games. But you know every game you have to be prepared that you're going to have to fight and scratch. Doesn't matter how good you think you are. Because people's not going to give it to you for nothing. That's for sure. Should we go on the lines? Yes. Let's take another call. Colin is on from Bells Hill. Hi, Colin. Hey, guys. Who's all right? Hi, Colin. Hi, Colin. Good. How are you? Aye, okay. Okay. The, the the league the league was already done anyways um, yep. but now um, so, so, just, just on to kind of make a wee point okay. uh, Rangers um, I, I've, I've said that since Stephen Gerrard was in charge that there's not enough goals in the Rangers team in the forward the forward area mid- midfield to forward area there's mm-hmm. not enough teams enough, enough goals, goals sorry yep. and um I, I still don't think they've addressed it since even since Stephen Gerrard was there. They bring they seem to bring in players that that when you when you're reading players coming to Rangers, it seems to be the same kind of ones that they're going for all the time. Players that scored maybe maybe it's all they can afford. I don't know, but it seems to be players that have kind of maybe scored ten game ten, ten goals and maybe. A hundred and odd games yeah. or something like that. Rather, rather than going for guys that maybe scored ten goals in thirty, sure. 30 odd games, is that, that down to price? Do you think, or yes. not spotting? Yeah, what do you nah, think, Craig? Obviously, price. Yeah. Uh, but Colin, you, you're right. Look, I think, I think that the goals. Um, you know, I've been back now two or three years and watched quite a lot of Rangers, obviously, um, and and I've just felt that at times. They they sometimes allow teams to get back off uh, back off the ground in terms of the game. It's one nil, um, and it's not getting that second or third goal quick mm-hmm. enough in a game exactly. to really go on yeah. with a job. Um, so that comes from intensity, desire, uh, also having the players to be able to continually repeat efforts for ninety minutes and really get after teams. And I think 
I think that has been a clear, clear difference from uh, the first moment that Ange Postacoglu come into Celtic. All, all of a sudden, it was back to what, the way that I know he would he would um, have his team playing, which was tempo, intensity, ball boys getting the ball. He, he just wanted to overwhelm his opponent. And I just felt that Rangers, they never had that about them in terms of being able to kill a game off. Back to the very first point, Paul, yeah. someone who scored 10, 15 goals in 30 games, normally you can't afford the player. So Price does play a, a role for sure. It's also spotting the talent of people who are going to give you those goals in the season coming. I think the two points you've made is very clear and I understand that. It's a bit like Chelsea, if you understand. Mm-hmm. They bring a lot of number 10s in. Yeah. In between. And in between us, mm-hmm. we can play nice on the ball and get receive in between the lines. But <laughs> but I think their best two finishers, and I don't see Rangers week in, week out, obviously, don't play. And I don't know, maybe not be the greatest in your eyes, mm-hmm. but finishing-wise, Cholak is your best finisher, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and Scott Arfield. I was going to say, right, Scotty exactly. Arfield. Yeah. That's your two yeah. best, Colin, for me. Yeah. Do you agree? Cholak and Scotty Arfield? Cholak... Yes, yes and no. I think he's kind of, he's a wee bit like uh, Tillman. Mm-hmm. He's still to prove himself against the bigger teams. He's not done nothing against the bigger teams yet, but mm-hmm. he's still one of the highest goal scorers. Well, that's the point the I was making, Colin. See, when I look at it, and I, I'm only talking about statistically, before he got his injury, I think he'd scored 10 and something like 15. And Rangers yeah. weren't playing particularly well. That was the time Gio was getting a lot of criticism. Yeah. They weren't creating a mm-hmm. lot of chances and weren't scoring a lot he'd scored 10 and 15 then he gets yeah. injured and I understand that that's yeah. fine yeah. you know but he maybe not be the best on your eye people mm. used to be critical of Ali yeah, didn't yeah. they know say he wasn't this he wasn't that ah, but God almighty well, what a finisher uh, he was you know wherever it dropped in the box Coist he wasn't exactly. Roof's another one that but he just, he just hasn't unfortunately, unfortunately for the boy, he yeah. just hasn't been fit but he, he is a goal scorer but it, it is a good point in terms of you know to, to win trophies to, to, to be successful Who's gonna Who's gonna be banging 20, 30 goals a season? Because the reality is, um, that's that's the job that's required to win titles. And and strikers at Rangers, they need to be they need yeah. to be scoring that amount of goals, Colin. Yeah, you look, you look at all the Celtic the Celtic players. I mean, they are midfield to forward uh, players. How many goals have each of them got? Like yeah. your your jotters. Abada, uh, yeah. my, even Matt Maeders, Abada, who barely even gets a game, they've yep. all got more yep. goals Jota than Rangers frontline. Abada, yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. He's been out for weeks. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going through the list here. That's a great point. You, so, what do you do for Sunday? It. Colin, sorry, what would you do for Sunday then? We just need to do something different against Celtic. I'm just looking at the guys as well, but asking you first, Colin, would you have a trick up your sleeve if you were Michael Beale to beat Celtic in the Cup semi final? Well, firstly, I think uh, the, um, the jury's still out on him. Tillman, I would drop him, leave him on the bench, and I would have Scotty Arfield in his place. Um, Ryan Kent, I, I, would, I would even keep him on the bench, and I would actually give um, Rabbi Matondo a wee shot out in the left. Would you? you he's, you've seen he's enough? Looked, he's, yeah. looked pretty, he's looked pretty decent out in, the, out in the left. I've not seen enough of him. I've not seen... Enough of him out in the right, but out yeah. in the left, whenever I've seen him, he seems to be at his best, kind of out in the left. Mm-hmm. 
Hatati eight goals. I'm just looking here. Yeah, in the you league, took, but, no, but uh, right, yeah, the, the contribution sure. from 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 okay. midfield through to, to to the strikers. Obviously, Celtic uh, have got Rangers covered there. Clearly, um, what but, Rangers going to do then? That question. To well, again, Colin, you talk at Colin. I, I don't disagree. Again, Michael Beale's going to going to work with with the group leading into the game and pick the ones that he thinks are, are, are in the best moment. Yeah, but I, I don't mind pacing wide areas because that it, it always plants a, a doubt or a seed of doubt into your opponent. So if you've got Matondo, who's rapid, who who is direct, he only wants to get at that player. Um, you know, Sakala, for me, is very, very frustrating because he has pace, he is direct, um, but he doesn't have the quality on a consistent basis to to execute that goal, that final pass. Uh, and then you have, I'm saying Morelos, but Morelos didn't give give a great deal um, on Sunday. So it's just hard, but I don't mind pacing those wider areas, Peter, yeah. just because you know what? You're going to pin fullbacks back or if, if they're going to get forward, you know what? If we get that ball and it might not be creative and it might be just go a clearance, all of a sudden you're in behind. That is a threat. Absolutely. Now, if you look at Sakala, uh, yeah. it causes you problems because of his pace. Yeah. We all know he's not a great finisher. We know that he's not a great, he's not an out, fin- out, out finisher. So we know that. So how can you manage that? And I'm just looking at it from afar. I really like Scotty Arfield because of the type of player he is. He's a midfielder who gets in the box. He came on for Rangers a couple of weeks ago, scores yeah. in the game, always arrives in the box. So then, you can play with one striker. Mm-hmm. You know. So if it's the pace, yeah, Sakala safer. And I wouldn't play in between the centre-halves. I'd play him outside one of the centre-halves. And then Scotty Arfield arriving on the game because he does it exceptionally well. He gets as much support as any forward player yeah. would do. So he gets in the box. He's a better finisher as much as anybody. I'd obviously, Cholak's injured him surmising because that's why he's probably not. I don't, know if he's, been, yeah. I don't know if that's why he's not involved because his stats, as you're talking about, 10 goals, he must have scored about 10 goals in about... He had a great start. 18 games yeah, or something like that. He had a great you know? start to the club. So people will always question what's his link play like, what's his this, what's that. But the bottom line is he knew where the net was. He knew how to finish it. Scott Arfield, if you look at it statistically, will be your best finisher after that. Yep. Take take Morelos away because there've been too many questions about Morelos. But he doesn't really stretch him. Morelos, you have to play a certain way. You know, you have to f- f- go a certain yep. way, and that's the difficulty you have. Cholak and Tavernier have got 17 goals in all competitions so far this season. Obviously, we know Tavernier, mm. but Cholak as well, and he's missed so much of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be some day, though, isn't it? Phenomenal, you know, listen, always is, yep. always is, that's what everybody looks forward to. And we've got to remember, it's only the semi-final. Indeed. Yeah, we've got to give respect to the two sure, teams. Of course. But it's coming but next. what a chance. But what a chance. Yep. Because it is, because it is the semi-final, everybody thinks this is at one and lost for everybody. We've got to give that respect. You have to concentrate in this game and try and win this game and you have to make sure you're at your best and it doesn't matter. That's why we're not the managers. These guys are the managers. They're coming up with an idea but Rangers definitely need to have more shots on target if they're going to win against Celtic because people tell, keep telling me at Celtic Park they were the better side. I never seen. I would, I would like. I would like to see Rangers with Todd Cantwell and Raskin as holders. The two kind of two holders, mm-hmm. holding midfielders. Scotty Arfield playing in front of the mm-hmm. two, and I'd like to see Rabbi Matondo on the left, fashion Sakala out on the right mm-hmm. with Morelos through the middle. Something, something a wee bit different because Rangers need to figure out if they've if they've got a left winger there to replace Ryan Kent. Mm-hmm. If Ryan Kent's going to believe in anyways, so a couple of wild cards there. No, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that, Colin. I, I like I, I like the, the the sound of that. Um, Matondo. You know, yeah. yeah, no. Again, look, Matondo. He, he could. Uh, the, the, the problem is you still. 
there's a question mark, can he yeah. perform in this type of match? And I still think that that, that, that is the issue. But in terms of pace-wise, there's a threat. Um, Sakala, yeah, we've touched on, whether it's Morelos or, or whatever. Scotty Arfield in there. I've, I've got no issue with that whatsoever because I tell you what, he'll make 15 runs into the box and might get no joy. The 16th, he'll score. Right, that's just the way Scotty Arfield is, and he scores important goals for the club. In regards to to Raskin uh, and and Campbell playing as two holders, don't mind that at all because Raskin is going to be the quieter one that that might sit in and protect his back four and win the duels and all that sort of stuff. And and therefore uh, Campbell has got a bit of a license to get more involved going forward. Don't mind that at all, mate. I would love that. <laughs> Why? Because Campbell not playing there. No, that's not his job. It's taking away his strength. I'd play him way left. I've seen him playing way left and he's good at coming in on his right foot and can see a pass mm. and it makes it a little bit more difficult to mark because he's playing that. Kent? Yeah, because I think he's got more forward passes on what I've seen this season about Ryan Kent. You know, as I say, flatter to deceive. You know, for a, a while, as I said, his outstanding performance against Dortmund, you have never seen that again. But Todd Cantwell, I've seen playing wide left before as, as in that front three and when he comes into that wee pocket, it's difficult to pick up but I think they would definitely need a bit more strength in the middle of the pitch and that's why you would be going with another midfield player along with Raskin. That would be in my eyes. That's what you would play in there, another player along with Raskin. Whether that's a Lundstrom, I don't know if Jack's fit, I don't know. He took Raskin off yesterday as well, didn't he? And then went yeah. back to, to the one holder. Uh, obviously, Lundstrom was in there. Um, again, Peter, you know, uh, and, and certainly, obviously, respect your comments here on Cantwell because you know him. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I've seen him playing there quite well. a lot there. And he has a threat for you there because it's more difficult because mm -hmm. if Celtic have liked their full-backs to be going and bombing on mm -hmm. or tucking in that area. Mm -hmm. And I felt that was the biggest thing. I, I go back to critically Rangers in the last game. Everybody kept telling me how well he'd done. Joe Hart never had a save to make, mm -hmm. you know? And all Rangers, they worked out that I've got to stop Callum McGregor playing. Okay, Callum's cute enough to go and start. I'll go to the outside right, I'll go to the outside left and I'll get Jacking some Matt O'Reilly on the ball. You know, or I'll get Moy on the ball or Atati on the ball. So he's not that stupid. And I thought Rangers concentrated too much. It stopped Celtic playing. But they never did get a shot at goal. You know, and so Celtic Rangers are going to get shot. Stopping. Sure. Stopping's one thing. Absolutely. You still, you, you still need to be, you still need to have a game plan and be proactive in terms of, okay, but now how can we then go and impact a, a game of football? And it's having that balance. Absolutely. And that's why I think that little bit of pace up front is important for Rangers because the Cantwells and that can pass forward, but not if Morelos keeps coming back to get the ball. Sure. That's the difficulty you have. Yep. McCoy's not played on your shoulder, wanted the ball played between you, and they ask massive questions of you. This big guy keeps coming back towards the ball too often. By the way, sorry, Paul, just yeah. quickly, because I know you're looking at a quick break maybe, but the, the see, Coisty, nope. Coisty was brilliant, I'll tell you what, and he was he was very clear in his communication, right? So a young lad coming through, all of a sudden I'm playing a right fullback, and he's like, listen, son, if I come short, I want it long. We'll go long, exactly. If, if I right. go long, I want it. And it's just... Kyogo's the king of it. Very, very yeah. simple mm -hmm. communication, yeah. right? It's an understanding, it's head up, I've, I've clocked his movement, I know where to put the ball, right? And and, and for me, it's that, that, that comes from the training grounds. You know, and, and at, at the moment, I, I can I can sense a frustration in terms of Rangers want to see something different. They want to see different patterns. They want to see a different approach um, because they've got to now execute a game plan that's good enough to go and beat Celtic. Let's see what the managers are saying, but it's not much. They were asked, uh, <laughs> what about next weekend? Here's Ange. No different. I mean, it's uh, it's not like our training needs to change. Our training's good. Uh, we'll analyse it, review it, look our wounds um, and get ready for a big game. And then Michael Beale was asked about the big game, the Cup semi-final. Well, I think next week will just take care of itself because it's a huge game. It's a, it's a derby. Our team hopefully will be 
different by one or two players as well, but it's a complete different way the game will be played. Colin, thanks for that call. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, old firm memories as well, Glasgow Derby memories, the two of you. How about uh, something uh, but yeah. see that there? Yeah. Why is it different? It takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. There's every game that you're representing, a Celtic or a Rangers, yeah. is massive. Mm-hmm. You can't say, oh, that, oh, it's big and we know how to hit No, hold on. That, that's what we're talking about, your players. Yeah. They've got to understand, every time you go out in the pitch, you're playing against Celtic. That's where you've got to look at Aberdeen. That's the way you've got to look at Dun United. That's the way you've got to look at it. You can't just say, oh, we're playing Celtic next week, we'll all, all of a sudden we'll be yeah. fighting and scratching and biting. That's every single game you play. And then when you're champions, as soon as you start again, you've got to go and do it again and again mm-hmm. and again. And that's why Celtic have been so successful and will continue to be because they're not allowed to rest. And they've got to take every single game as if it's their last. I would I would go as far to say though, Peter, uh, and you might disagree. Um, I think this is a bigger this is a bigger game for Rangers. No, I think this is a bigger game for Rangers in terms of what's at stake in in terms of the progression of the football club. Because I think if Rangers were not to go and win this football match. Um, I, I think the media are going to continue to to, to push, poke, um, which is not a nice thing. As we know, we've, we've both been yeah. in that situation. Um, obviously, if they could go and get a result in the match, um, it gives them an opportunity, without being disrespectful to Inverness Kelly or, or, or Falkirk, it gives them an opportunity to win a trophy. Therefore, I think it's a bigger game for Rangers. Celtic, have, uh, of course, you've got trophies to win. Mm-hmm. But in terms of at what's at stake, if Celtic were to lose a match, nobody's really going to jump on Ange or the club's back. No, they're not jumping Ange's back or the players' back for sure. But that feeling never leaves nah, you. No, no, OK. No, I'll, but that, that's what I'm saying. So, Guys, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to take a break and we're going to come back and continue that and speak with Chris Boyd as well. We'll put that to him after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Peter Grant, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore. And now Chris Boyd joining us from sunny Ayrshire. Chris, good evening. How are you doing, you all right? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Yeah, Peter's here, so too is Craig Moore. Yeah, it's the Chris Boyd Charity Golf Day. You do brilliant work, Chris. How's it going today down there at Turnbury? Well, I've not seen many eagles on the 18th, apart from today. So And just to let you know, the the cameraman, well, she got it on on camera. So um, anybody... Who questions us? Um, you can you can view it on uh, Welsh's reel. You'll get Listen, it up, Ella. But we know, we know um, and trust no, Welsh. It, yeah. it was a fantastic day. It was a fantastic day. Um, great turnout once again. And um, as I said, you know, for, for, for us at the charity, you know, we know. Listen, I might front it, but the 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 work that goes on behind the scenes is fantastic. And um, there's a lot of people who deserve a lot of credit. Um, for, for what they do and um, we know we're making such a difference to a lot of people's lives Well you do Chris and it's the toughest of um, times the, the way you faced it when Scott died and what you've done and it is phenomenal I've seen your charity at the Kilt Walk which I'm involved in as well and it, it, it is wonderful um, you must take pride in that that you've managed to raise so much money to help people who are struggling mentally yeah, I mean, I mean, hundred percent. You know, I think for, for where we're at at this moment in time, um, you know, I, I mean, I think you know, six hundred thousand um, pounds plus that we've raised um, for, for you know for, for charity. So, listen, as I said, I, I think it's fantastic that you know everybody is connected with the charity, the work that they do. Um, you know, especially at Ayrshire College and Commander College, we, we 
John McTaggart. I think the work that um, that goes in there that's, that's unnoticed. Um, you know, I think a lot of kids there. Um, we've got 150 kids free of charge um, playing football every single week um, through the Chris Boyd um, charity and Rose Riley. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's fantastic. Um, as I said, it's even seeing kids with a smile on their face enjoying themselves playing football. Um, and, and also, it gives them a safe environment if they, if they want to speak. And, and um, even the parents coming along to the to the college, you know, there's different things that we've worked on there as well. So, I mean, it might not be right now that we see, um, you know, the difference that the charity has made. It might be further down the line. But you know, I think for us as a charity, we've identified that the youngsters are the ones who can change the future. Um, so, you know, that's the area that we've targeted at this moment in time. Unfortunately, um, we're not in a position to judge results at this moment in time, but mm. hopefully further down the line, we can, because as I said, we, we, we know that mental health, there's a lot of people out there struggling with mental health. Um, we encourage everybody who is struggling to come forward and speak because um, I know there's a stigma around it, but trust yeah. me, um, and I mean this when I say it, that um, you know, everybody would la- rather listen to your problems your issues, then come to your funeral, um, you know, a week or 10 days later. That And that's how important it is. Um, if there is people out there who are struggling, please listen to, to you know, male, female, whatever that has, is, you know, got issues um, because, as I said, you, you can make such a difference to so many people's lives. That is so powerful. Mm. Two quick ones before you go because I know you're going uh, down for the dinner itself. Um Killy, you'd be so chuffed. A good win for them. They needed it first away win at the weekend, your old club. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Derek McInnes has, has done fantastic work at Kilmarnock. Um, obviously getting promoted first and foremost, but um, the, the home form has been, you know, really, really good. Um, it's been as good as anything um, in terms of Kilmarnock at home. Away form has, hasn't been so good, but, you know, you look at it at the weekend there, obviously a difficult result, a difficult venue to go to St Murn have been really, really well and deserved the top six. Yep. Um, I mean, I know Stephen Robinson has a few poppers and I was one of those ones that uh, obviously said we bought him, so well done, Stephen. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it took him 33 games before he would open his mouth, but however, um, life goes on. Um, but listen, as I said, it was a fantastic um, season, or it's been a fantastic season for St Murn so far, but, you know, back to Kilmarnock, you know, you yep. look at it at this moment in time, Ross County, obviously, four points adrift at the bottom. Um, Kilmarnock you know Dundee United are the one that's on form at this um, precise moment but um, I think you know for me looking at it um, Ross County are definitely in trouble um, as I said they're four points of turf but if I was a St Murn fan or, or connected to the club uh, sorry St Johnston fan or connected to the club I would, I would be worried because you know you look at Kilmarnock especially the home form Dundee United have picked up and St Murn are on free uh, oh, St, Murn, St Johnston are on free fall yeah Craig Moore wants a final word along with Peter. Quick one about uh, this weekend. Yeah, Boydy, disappointing result, obviously, for Rangers up at Pataudry. Um, are they good enough to get a win in the old firm semi-final? Yeah, I think they are, Oz. You know, there's, there's, I, mean, I don't see much between the teams um, in terms of that one-off game and, and anything can happen. Um, and I know, listen, we've all been there. Granny's been there as well in terms of when you hear, you know, if you go back to you know the, the 90s and, and Celtic played well against Celtic every time in lost games. Um, you know, I think at this moment in time, you listen to Rangers, they're getting plaudits coming out and saying, oh, we played well, but you lost the game. The be-all and end-all is, you know, win the game of football. It's as simple as that. You need to win the game of football. Um, and, you know, you look at it, you think to yourself, 
this is this is the final. Um, you know, whoever wins this will probably go. Well, they will go and win the final. Um, so you know, and then you would look at it and say it's going to be um, a treble for Celtic or you know Celtic, uh, Rangers obviously lifting that Scottish Cup, and um, you know it would be a big boost for Michael Beale. Um, You know, Celtic are going to be crowned champions. Um, if it's not the following weekend, it'll be the next one. Um, there's no doubt about that. But um, you know, there's no doubt that um, that semi-final is huge for both sides. Peter? No, first of all, Chris, uh, just obviously what you touched on earlier, I said you can judge it. You said you can't judge on it. But the first thing you said, you said you put smile on the kids' faces. That tells you a lot about the charity and the work that you're doing. So you can judge that at this moment in time. So forget about the football. That's a coincidental yeah, in, in that respect. So you've done a fantastic yeah. job along with everyone yeah. else there. The game is Saturday. I agree with you 100%. These games, you have to win. There's nothing, it doesn't matter how you play. You play many of them yourself. You have to win them. Nobody's born. It's the only game that people will say they're not interested, including the managers. No matter what they say, they always want their teams to play well, for sure. But it's the only game you could actually say, I'm not interested. Let's just win it. Just let us win 100%. it. 100%. And, and anybody yeah, that says anything different is, is kidding herself on. You know, so... Yeah, 100%. I agree with 100% what you said there. But as I say, fantastic for your chat and I'm delighted that everyone went well today. Yeah, I mean, uh, not 100%. And I agree with you. That, you know I mean? We've listened to man- managers dress it up in the past in terms of how well, whether it's been Rangers have been playing really well and Celtic have, have failed to win or, the, or vice versa. Um, you know, you know there's, no, there's nothing else other than the end result because... Yeah. Um, you know, the, the be-all and end-all is win the game, whether it's three points or you're in the next round of the cup. The, the most important thing is win the game. And as I said, Celtic have had the upper hand recently. Rangers need to find a way to, to change that. Um, it gives Michael Beale, it gives Michael Beale another opportunity come um, Sunday to do that. Um, and as I said, whoever wins this game is going to be, you know, if Rangers can do it, they'll be crowned Scottish um, Cup champions for the second year in a row. And uh, if they don't, then Celtic will win the treble. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Chris, thanks very much for joining us. Good luck Cheers, tonight. Thank you That's all the best. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Chris Boyd joining us uh, live from Brilliant. one of Ayrshire's finest to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, do you play, Craig? You don't play badly. that often, do you? Badly. Yeah. yeah. I know Peter. No. Not the golf. Not the golf. I was yeah. bad enough at football. I'm the way we took the bad at two <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah. Listen, great answer there to Chris Boyd because I know a little bit Top. about it because through the Kilt Walk as well and the job they do there at the Chris Boyd Charity is phenomenal. And I know that, you know, people watch him and think you've got, you either think he was brilliant at Rangers and, and at Kilmarnock in Scotland or maybe you think, well, he's a bit opinionated, he's a bit hard on Celtic mm. or whatever, but he does so much work for, mm. for children. And incredible circumstances. Yeah. Incredible circumstances. Yeah. We could the only, yeah. God forbid, Absolutely. you never want to go through that, no. but sure. God forbid. But as I say, it's difficult when he says you can't judge. Yes, you can. As soon as you see a smile on one person's face, that makes a hell of a difference. Yeah. Top work, top work. Like I says, I've been there the last couple, couple yeah. of years and all mm. that sort of stuff and, and I'll be honest, when, when I was listening to that, it's kind of like, you're listening to it to a different Chris Boyd, and yeah. obviously for very different yeah, different course. reasons, but a wonderful wonderful thing that they're they're doing, and um, yeah, good on him. It's yeah. great to hear that side of him, isn't it? And yeah. he opened up there. Um, about well, we've it. got to remember yeah. human beings. Yeah, sure. You know, you talk about guys. There's certain opinions you've got to have yeah. because. Well, either what are you going to expect me to turn around and say one day that Rangers are going to beat Celtic? That's not going no, to happen, right. no matter if you. That's why I didn't ask him the scoreline at the end. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought that was true. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah. It means nothing because I'm never sure. going to say Rangers are going to beat Celtic. That's mm. fact. Even if I thought that, because that's the way you are. And some people are, oh, that's no right, and that's no. But it doesn't because we don't. We don't know to that particular moment in that particular game. We cannot judge in the build-up because it doesn't matter how well or how poorly you've been playing. 
Yeah, it's all about on that 90 minutes or 120 minutes, whatever it may be. That's where it counts on you. So, listen, we've all opinions, we've all, everybody's got that. And some people like you, some people don't, and that's life. Yeah. Lee Sharp's down there as well, I see, and a whole loads of uh, the glitterati of Scottish football are with us. Later in the week, actually, Mark Guidi, well, he's there, he'll be on. Stephen McGinn will be joining us. Uh, you I keep, t- I keep telling well. you, you're dropping the standards as you go along the week. Can invite us in? <laughs> Andy, Andy Walker's coming Definitely in. dropping it. <laughs> um, Barry's just got a couple of days break, uh, well earned as nice. well. And Leanne Crichton is yep. joining us. And I'm looking forward, we haven't, Leanne's not been on, she's, she's as busy as, Very well, busy. you two. I know you're on the radio show. <laughs> The other day, radio show, right? There we are. Where is yeah. Barry? Could you tell us? Yeah, actually... No, no, he's just uh, just at home taking it easy here. Yeah, feet up, so, slippers on. Indeed, oh, that's right. indeed. That's good well, you two have got the West of Scotland talking because at that point, when you say, Well, it takes care of itself, but Peter Grant, you said, No, no, wait a minute. Every game you play for Celtic or Rangers yeah. should take care of itself, and that means that they. Well, what happened then against Aberdeen for Rangers yesterday, and what happened for Celtic against Motherwell? Paul, I turned up to prepare. Every game the exact same way. You didn't win every game. No. And I know the outcome could be different. Every single game. Whether it was Rangers, whatever. Of course you knew when the Rangers game came along. You know, it was the, probably the only game that the performance... Because at Celtic, we were always judging performance and winning, whatever. And we get crucified by the manager if we didn't play well. You know, the fans would give you a hard time if you didn't play well, even though you won. But in the Rangers game, that was the only time the performance didn't matter. But in every other game... We gave the same respect, the same determination, the same gut. Because remember, sometimes when you lost the other games, you get more criticism for that because you weren't expected to lose the games. And it cost you dearly. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Every game you pull on your jersey, you've always got to remember Craig's name in the back. I I don't think we had names in the back when I played. It doesn't (laughs) matter. It doesn't matter. It's the badge on the front you're representing at all times. And you've got to give it 100% commitment to win that particular game you're playing in. They should play that in the Celtic dressing room beforehand, yeah. shouldn't they? And no, I'm sure you've got something to say to the Rangers no. players. Yeah, no, very, yeah. very, very similar. Again, Paul, I, I go back when when I was, you know, kind of young and just learning about the football club and playing with fantastic players. And yes, there was a there was analysis of a different kind, and there was game plans and all those kind of things. But you know what I remember? I remember Walter Smith and Archie Knox. Every single game, right? Go out and win the battle. Mm-hmm. Go out and win that fight. Go and start the game well. Those first 15, 20 minutes, that first contact, that first tackle, the importance on those moments are what influences the rest of a football match. You don't turn up and you don't show the same desire more, then you can you can be undone. So that was my learning. Uh, okay, it changed a little bit under Dick Avocar, a little bit more tactical and all those kind of things. But win your battles, go and start the game well, Put yourself in a position where you can go and win a game of football because everyone wants to knock you off. But did that change, Craig? We create Dick Advocat when he's played in the Celtic Rangers games. All these superstars he had mm-hmm. in his team, mm-hmm. they didn't knew they were playing in a Celtic Rangers match. Yeah. They didn't knew after their first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a wee bit different. It really is different from anything they've played at well, the top I, level. Well, I can take the respect. To, the, the people I respect, Graham Souness and Ray Walkins said that they'd played in the Milan derby. Yeah, uh, Ray did, and he said it was yeah. bigger than that. Graham said he'd played in derbies in Liverpool and he thought it was bigger than nine. So then we've got to put away, oh, is that right? Mm. I didn't know that because I was brought up here, I always thought it was the biggest game. You you, you were not out of Lanarkshire, uh, Absolutely, until you, absolutely. <laughs> 32. Well, you were allowed into Battlefield <laughs> yeah, and then away games. Exactly. Yeah. Glasgow, that was, yeah. I had to get a, send yeah. a postcard <laughs> for Glasgow across. Yeah. You know, so it was that sort of thing. But when you hear these guys talking about it, mm. 
That, but around the world you see the supporters you can watch cricket in Australia or somebody sitting with a Celtic or a Rangers top mm. on you know you watch like different sports NBA whatever sure. yeah. Celtic or Rangers top on that's what it means to them they're representing them all the time so we understand that and you're not long in finding that out and that's why it's so important that that group of players understand what they're representing at all times no matter who you're playing you can tell there's going to be another big game this coming weekend. Listen, there's so much to talk about. We still want to talk about the weekend just gone. Who is going to win the championship? This is one of the most exciting, isn't it? There's just what that one point in it that's going to the wire. Will we do that just ahead of the break? No, we'll do it afterwards. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Peter Grant. The talking continues for the next 10, 15 minutes or so. And then we're back tomorrow night and it's going to be Kenny Miller and John Hartson. Decent players and <laughs> discuss. Very good. A few goals goodness. between yeah. the two guys, yeah. that's for sure. Can, I'll not be seeing that tomorrow night. We had decent players. <laughs> of it. Hello, John. Hi, Kenny. <laughs> I think there were more than that. You Indeed, would absolutely. Say. Two big names, uh, as we have tonight as well. It's going to be some week, the countdown to... Sunday, but the Saturday as well. Stephen McGinn's going to be with us because that's a huge game. Falkirk would go in, I'd imagine, as the underdogs against Inverness Cali Thistle. They're uh, a league above them and they're yep. playing so well. On that, in the championship, yes. who is going to win it? It's going to be some weekend, Craig. Because yeah. at the weekend, neither of them can, you know, forge ahead. They, they both uh, drop points at the weekend. Well, they did. I mean, Inverness Cali have been the form team of the league. Mm. Now, they, they drew with Dundee. Uh, Queen's Park with a nil-nil against Air yep. United look for me it's going to come down to the very last game of the season which yeah. is Dundee Queen's Park yeah. um, at Queen's Park well uh, Stenhouse yeah, Muir Stenhouse yeah. Muir so for me that, that's where it's going to bo- I mean look you'd expect I think Dundee have Cove Rangers uh, Queen's yep. Park have got a tricky one against Morton I believe yep. mm-hmm. um, but, you, 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 but your, yep. win- your winner is going to come from either Dundee or Queen's mm-hmm. Park and I think it's going to go to the very very last match do you want to say who you think it might be overall yeah, get another week or so I've got another week, yeah. Yeah. Peter, what are you thinking? I've seen both of them quite a bit this season. I was obviously in Queen's Park a lot last season before they got promoted. And I thought Queen's Park would go on and run away with it at one stage, Mm -hmm. I must admit. I think a blow for them in games they've drawn is Simon Murray not being there. Simon's a big blow for them. Scored a lot of goals last season and even at the start of this season. And he's went to Ross County and not played a lot of games time, you know. So I think that's been a massive blow to them. I still think they're in the picture, there's no doubt of that. The difference is probably Dundee's two strikers are starting to score, mm. where they were quiet earlier in the season. Up until two weeks ago, I had a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. I thought, not on Saturday, I know Thistle drew at the weekend there, but two weeks ago, they drew 1-1, I think. I think if they'd have won that game, I'd have fancied Thistle. Coming up on the rails at that point. I, I did, yep. because of the way they were playing. But now, it's even everything comes down to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You're playing at Stenhouse Muir. It's not Queen's Park's home ground. It has been this season, obviously. You know, so it's a tight game. It's a completely different game. Obviously, you're on the Astro. It's not the grass. All that sort of thing. And that's the last game. If both get into it that way, with victories this weekend, you know what a massive game that is. But it takes, if Queen's Park lose, yep, sure. and Dundee win, it's game over, isn't it? That's it. Two done. games to go. That's done. it, done. I'm going to the Dundee game. Yep. I'm going there sure. on Friday night. I'm going to go and watch that because I've not seen them. I've seen them a couple of weeks ago and they played really well against there. It was a big result for them. It was. Because they'd come off a bad result and they won 3-1, I think it was. So, okay. maybe, maybe Queen's <laughs> no. Park. I think Queen's Park still got a big say in that. I think they could win it. So, Dundee, 59 points with two games to go. Queen's Park, 
58 points and then Inverness they could still have won it technically but they're now in 55 so it's about the playoffs Partick Thistle in 53 then Ayr in 52 Morton 51 and uh, then at the bottom it wasn't good for Aki's at the weekend there joint bottom with Cove at Rangers right back to the Cinch Premiership so Celtic have won it in all but name and they could clinch it officially mm-hmm. next week not this coming weekend the following weekend but I guess we'll talk about that later because you know how the table stands now after the weekend yeah. I don't think anyone really saw that although Mark and um, Andy the other night thought there'd be an upset for Rangers um, Barry thought Rangers would just win so Celtic on 92 points mm-hmm. Rangers on 79 that's us now at the split Aberdeen on 53 Hearts back on the winning way on 48 points and they needed it. Hibs in 44, St Mirren. Uh, I know they lost at the weekend, but it worked out well. Top six for the first time. Wasn't the crowd fantastic as Wasn't well? Wasn't it? Yeah, Sell yeah. out. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant to yep. see in the Scottish football. Yep. Hearts 6-1 win over Ross County. Uh, good news for Lon Shanklin, just picking out some of the highlights. Yes. And, uh, you know, we might need him for Scotland. Is he a future Rangers striker? Mm. <laughs> just suddenly throwing that one at you or could he be? It could. Yep. Because I think and Craig spoke about it earlier on, Rangers have got to concentrate on Scottish football. Fred and Murrah. First yeah. and foremost. First and foremost, that's what they've got to do. Get back winning ways here. Europe's a byproduct of that. Yeah. Well, you know, so get back, and Lauren Shanklin's proven they can goals. score goals in this division. Van Veen's proven they can score that's goals in this division. Yeah, but the only thing I would yeah. say is, 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 again, there's this, this question mark, this big, big question mark for me in terms of Rangers' money uh, and ability to spend for next season Shanklin he's not going to be cheap no what would he be 3 million 2 million uh, who knows it depends what day you catch hearts on yeah uh, and they wouldn't want to sell him to a Scottish club would they no if they could they would sell him down south but, Paul, if they were selling him what, you've got a reserve player down south for 3 million 4 million now mm. so what are they going to bring in mm. is it going to be loaners or is it going to be Rangers players and that's that, that's that's going to be an interesting thing. That, that's going to be the thing for me. What, what, what the mixes and 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 I know what the Rangers supporters would want. They want Rangers players. Yep. Yeah, that's what they want. They want bring Rangers players in who are Rangers players. They're committed. It's their player. You know, I can't well sign Raskin signed. That's fine. They're our players. Yep. It's no somebody else. I know sometimes that can help you out a little bit in the short term, but they've done that too often now. They need to bring in players that's ready. They need to bring ready-made players in, and I think Cantwell and Raskin will make them better in the squad that they had yeah. I think the other injuries back they become a little bit stronger mm-hmm. but they're still four or five it's a balance it's, for me it's still a balancing act because, because yes club players are brilliant because that's where the value is you can make money on those players um, we touched on bread and butter for me domestically now it is so important that Rangers can put together a team that can win the yeah, title of course. Uh, Europe, yeah. Europe is, is, is brilliant it's cream it really yeah. is focus needs to be on the academy they need to make sure that players start kicking through um, that's a must um, and we'll know by what actually happens in terms of what finances are behind Rangers. Is Kevin Nisbet a possible for Rangers just on that theme uh, of this market here going into the Scottish market? Look, he's a player. You, you talk of those three strikers. Van Veen obviously is a little yep. bit old, so but he's had a wonderful season. Nisbet, um, absolutely, he could. Why not? Shanklin, absolutely, why not? Dynamic is only about financials and what that would well, look I like. Well, I think Hibs... I think they knocked back 1.5. Yeah. No, sorry, Millwall. they accepted 1.5. So that's telling you, there's the price. Mm-hmm. So the price is not going to shoot up. And Nisbet can score goals. Of course they can. We've got to respect. Listen, we sat here last year and we talked about young Ferguson. Yeah. We talked about young Doidge. Why Rangers were looking for a midfield player and they were looking for a left back. Uh, Ferguson was... Why? Uh, how, how did they not take them? I bet even young Doidge is a left back. Medically, medically is the only thing now in terms of Nisbet 
injury profile. Right. Again, Rangers need to get, anybody that's coming through those doors, they need to get right and the medicals are really, really important in terms of the future of any player. Yeah, they need someone who's a stranger to the, the medical team because there's far too many they just need whether whether it's bad luck or not Paul they need you need to be able to from the players that you've got they've been nowhere near enough of them fit consistently throughout the season so that's something that you would like to improve next season have we mentioned everything in the Premiership at the weekend before we go back to the, the uh, big two you, for you this coming weekend? Newcastle. Yeah, well done, St Mirren. No, New, sorry, in the... Newcastle, five goals, 21 minutes, Tottenham St Mirren, top six, first time since yeah, 1985. Two Aussie boys do their flying. Anything else? <laughs> and what do you... What do any of us know about football? Because just about everyone in this programme, you heard Chris Boyd a few minutes ago who said St Mirren, mm, I think they're going to struggle this season. But my goodness, they've done so well. It's massive. And look at that. What was the crowd? I know it was a sellout. It was brilliant, brilliant to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant to yeah. watch the fact the stadium was full. The proper pitch. Absolutely. Peter. But yeah, it was brilliant to just to watch the stadium yeah. full. And that's what I would like. Listen, you see it in Germany all the time. And we'd like to get a price where everybody can go and bring their kids back to the game because is there anything better when you see full stadiums on this when we're trying to sell it elsewhere when we want to show people on the television what it looks like and that's what it used to be like all the stadiums were always full that was one thing now we're getting priced out it, and I know there's different reasons for that but they're supposed to be a flush with more money than ever so we've got to come up with some idea that we can get more people because that's where your players come from yeah, I, had a, I had a look at some of your very first game of the season I think they, they conceded a, a penalty which was dubious they lost to Motherwell they played well Obviously, was involved in, in yeah. Bacchus and Ryan Strain, the Aussie boys that have gone in and done well. I think Maine's he, he's had a, a really good season. Wasn't in favour at the start, yep. then has come and had a great back end to the season. He's loving it. O'Hara, been yeah. huge from oh, this season. Absolutely. Um, How good has he been in, uh, as captain? He's, he's been unbelievable. So, fair play to him because they started off well. And and I did fancy him to, to be in and out uh, the, the top mm -hmm. six. But first time since 1985, great crowd, uh, huge achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Stephen Fletcher is a uh, vintage wine. He's been phenomenal, hasn't he? Listen, and I was fortunate enough to work with him for Scotland yeah. for the period of time and we missed him when he wasn't involved. There is absolutely no doubt. A wonderful touch. You know, he brought what players into the game. The yeah, but he's just a good all-round player. And it's just a pity that certain injuries at that period yeah. of time. But what a wonderful striker he is and great intelligence. And as I say, Jim will be delighted that he's got someone like that at the forefront from we talk about strikers. There's no many better than him. And Jim, a contender for Manager of the Month. We need to see what happens, of course, this coming weekend with the Cup semi-final mm. and Ange Postacoglu and well, Michael Beale, maybe if they were to. But what about Jim Goodwin? Wouldn't it be great? The way he's going, three wins. Three on the spin, you know, yeah. Did I so mean, well at St Mirren. Aberdeen, that's his team there well, you're virtually. you Jim and Barry. Yeah. You'd be yeah. saying there. Oh, Barry, yes, phenomenal. seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got to say there and you look at Jim. Phenomenal. Because of what he's come back from. That's different. Yeah. And I told you, people think we're on here and we're currying favours because we're trying to get friends or whatever, no. jobs or whatever. No, because we know the way they work. They know the way they work at their job. We're not going to tell somebody, oh, you should put them in place because, oh, he's a pallier's. Scotland's such a small community, football yeah. people. Everybody knows everybody. He deserved to be in work and it just didn't work. That's life. And he doesn't stop getting another chance. So he deserved it and he's taken it with both hands and delighted for them. I think Stuart Kettlewell got it on in the February, month, which was good. Before, and then Barry yeah. got it on. So I'm not just doling it out, but no, my no, goodness, no. what a turnaround there. Inevitable question, who is going to go down? I don't like to say it. There's still time to go, five games to go, but is it Ross County? It's looking as though... I, I think, look, I, yeah, I do think Ross County, Paul. I, I think when you're down there at this stage of the season, you can lose games and they can be tight. I think 6-1 is going to hurt and I, and I feel as if that might be yeah. something that they just can't fix between now and the end of the season. We've touched on Kilmarnock, got a great away result, only yeah. the first of the season and, and Jim Goodwood and Dun United and how important those last three matches It was the worst weekend possible for Ross County. It was, wasn't it? Yep. As soon as you've lost the game and you're mm -hmm. seeing all the results coming in, you know, 
that is torture you know because you're thinking <laughs> so let somebody Plus else six. Ah, that's yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> you know you're thinking God I'll make it end get worse that day and listen we've said it before Malky can produce a result now and again but it's how he galvanises these boys because I think they've got a rest I'm sure this weekend yeah they have they've yeah, got a rest this weekend the, yep. yes they've got a rest this weekend and hopefully that gives them the time to get their boys back on yeah, side I just mentioned the big two in the women's game it's Celtic against Rangers in the final big win for Celtic oh, against massive. Glasgow City and uh, Rangers beating Motherwell so we'll speak to Leanne Crichton later in the week let's get the summaries from the managers though so disappointment for the Celtic fans 1-1 the first points dropped in the league at home disappointing um, outcome and yeah disappointing I guess with the performance um we controlled the game okay in the first half, I thought. You know, we, we scored our goal and we had some chances that uh, we should have done better with and they weren't really a threat. Just really disappointed with the goal we conceded. That gave them some encouragement and, um, you know, we had some chances to, to finish the game off and we didn't take them. Rangers in the first half had so much of the pressure and chances as well, but it was uh, nil-nil and then 2-0 at the end. Uh, the manager spoke about what happened, what he felt when they went one down. Well, what I mean is the reaction in terms of we started rushing a little bit in possession. It's not something I want to see from the team. We have to just keep playing and believing in our style and chances will come. I think it's a foul when we break out, but we stop a little bit. The ball goes wide. I expect us to defend the far post. We've got 2v1 at the far post and we don't. And then we find ourselves 2-0 down and we're, we're now really chasing and as I say again we put Rabi in front of the goalkeeper Tav has a chance from six or seven yards out Keaton makes a good save so over the game today it was about who imposed their style on each other on the other team more I still think that 70% of the game we were the team that imposed the style but you have to take your chances the game's won in the boxes and the freak goal at the start of the second half obviously uh they got their tails up and, and as I say in that moment you stay in the game you don't concede again you compose yourself and you go and create chances we never we, we defended the second goal poorly Peter Grant one minute left so for this Sunday what's going to happen Craig said and it's an argument Rangers want it need it more never need it more oh, you know Celtic always need it you know that, that need's always there that determination, that guts has got to be there because that's what gets you over the line. That's why you become champions consistently. I become cup winners consistently because it means that much to you. You don't want to give everything away. Once you become a winner, you want to stay a winner. A treble? Absolutely, that's what we're looking forward to. But listen, I'm not being disrespectful to the other two. No, sure. Falkirk and Inverness. No, no. No, sure. You know, this is a semi-final and I'm only interested in Celtic getting through this. What's your scoreline? What do you think? This, you this, know, this... I never give you... No, because right. I think I the 90 minutes, yep. ball, 120 minutes, I never give a result on this because I know anything can happen that particular day. I've been in too many ends of them, <laughs> good and bad. Barry's away for a few <clears> days. Just yeah. at, he's at home, yeah. but he's around. So we might see you again late in the week, maybe. Um, yeah, get yeah. your prediction. Yeah, I'll be but here. What, what do you say? Peter says no. Celtic need it every bit, want it every bit as much as Rangers. Uh, again, I'm probably speaking more for, for for the blue side in terms of the way that Rangers yeah. supporters will see this for for Michael Beale and his future in terms of this team moving forward. I think that that this is a, a bigger game for for, for Rangers um, in that regard. Um, again, Celtic have had a fantastic season. I don't think after this match, if Celtic were to lose a match, that the Angers under any pressure. I think if Rangers were to lose this match, Rangers Football Club continually will be under pressure between now and the end of the season. The, the manager, Michael Bill, will be under pressure. The players will be under pressure. I think it's a different scenario. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow night with John Hartson, Kenny Miller and with you. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. pleasure. Cheers. Well, enjoyed it in great form tonight. Thank you, James. Good to have you back. Uh, Zoe is up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.